You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network. the strongest man in all the land, Arthur MacArthur. Hit my music. Welcome to Hit My Music, the show where we talk about music, wrestling, and the space where those two things meet. My name is David Kincannon, and this week my guest is none other than the strongest man in all the land, one half of the AIW Tag Team Champions, Arthur McArthur. Arthur, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, absolutely, man. It's great to be here. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to cheat the audience. Uh, this is actually a, a second run. Uh, we had some technical issues of my own making, but we're going to we're going to have fun again. We're going to we're going to do everything over and it's going to be great. Absolutely better. Maybe better than the first time. Sure. We'll see. Uh, okay, so let's get into uh, kind of your your early childhood mu- memories of music. Do you remember who was responsible for playing music around you as a kid? Was it parents, grandparents, siblings? Definitely my family for sure. Um, okay. Yeah, my dad. You know, you know, memories of driving long distances with him in, in our little car. You know, smoking some Marlboro cigarettes and uh, listening to some classic <laughs> rock. That's what it's all about. Uh, was there? Sp- were there specific bands that you remember listening to? Uh, I don't remember the exact bands. I just know he had a weird playlist of like random songs. I remember them to this day. Uh, so I know when when we talked earlier, you talked a little bit about your your sister having some interesting musical tastes and maybe your mom joining in. Oh yeah, they they were big fans of In Sync and all the boy bands growing up. So I got to have a house listening to all of it you know i heard tearing up my heart more than you can ever imagine <laughs> gonna be may justin timberlake all of that that's you know that's those are those are the early you know the early 2000s i remember that was around the time i was starting my family uh we were listening to some of that in our house um but gotta love it yeah do you remember when you started making your own musical decisions uh, yeah that's gotta be it's gotta be around the time i started middle school middle school you know I, that's okay. when i really kind of came to my own you know i started off with you know the classic rock uh, my dad would listen to you know you have you know bands like black sabbath led zeppelin all these guys you know it kind of got got me into it you know it was kind of like a kind of like beginner's music if you will sure when you when you were starting when you were starting to make those musical decisions listening to, to black sabbath led zeppelin do you remember how you sort of branched out from there I guess that just came from, you know, growing up and meeting new people, you know, I I got really into hip hop. Uh, You got guys like Cleveland's own Kid Cudi, who I'm a real big fan of. And, you know, I I, I grew up, I listened to some of my other sister's music that, you know, bands like Brand New. Yeah, I have their album cover tattooed on my left arm, if you've ever noticed, the astronaut. (laughs) Okay. Um, what other hip hop? Like I know Kid, Kid Cudi's big, but is, was there anything else? Um, let me see here. As far as oh, you know, everyone loves Lil Wayne. You know, Kanye sure. West is a big one for me. 
it is that is what it is. Yeah. Those uh those early those early records are good. You know, he's absolutely he's, like, he, he's a he's a talented producer, talented musician. He's just got some issues. Oh uh, yeah, just quite a few. He, he'll work them out, I guess. Work out, yeah. <laughs> um so as you got older, kinda how did your musical taste change? Were you kind of branching out um into were, well, what I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, were was there a specific like friend or other people in your life, or maybe were you listening to the radio to find other stuff to listen to? Uh, I, I get, I guess so. You know, like, like I said, I was, I was in the military, so I, I met more people, got to experience sure. new things, and that's, I guess, that's just how I got into different, you know, music. You know, if you look at my iTunes, it's, it's a wide range, like. You would never understand what my musical taste was. <laughs> I've been I've been accused of something like that. Uh, do you remember the first concert you ever went to? Sheesh, I don't really go to a lot of concerts, which is hilarious. But the first concert I can really remember going to was something I got dragged to. And it was at the old Peabody's in Cleveland it was, uh, for this band called Job for a Cowboy. And I got thrown in the mosh pit for the first time. And boy, I, I got roughed up. I was like, are you scared? 14-year-old that was, dude. <laughs> that is uh, that is pretty young to be at a, a, especially like a death metal mosh pit. Like that seems. Exactly. Sort of uh, scary. To say the least, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you have any musical talents? Do you sing, play an instrument at all? Uh, but I, so I don't play any instruments now, but. Back in middle school, sixth through eighth grade, uh, I was in a, a band class and I, I was playing the trumpet. Okay. I, uh, you know, I was decent at it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, if you give me a trumpet now, I definitely can't play one song. But at the time, I liked it. But I, I, I kind of stopped after I think seventh or eighth grade. I forget which one. And I didn't get into like marching band or anything. I, I, I wanted to play sports, so I played football. I didn't want to be in the marching band for that. Rather rather be on the field playing football makes sense makes sense uh what kind of music are you listening to now i'm listening to you know i don't want to be one of those basic guys who are like oh i listen to everything i have no taste no i listen to a bunch you know i'm looking at the, some of the recent songs i've i've added you know i got stuff from my friends they share uh one interesting one you know, because I used to think, you know, guys like the Grateful Dead were were I didn't understand the Deadhead fandom, you know, traveling sure. town to town for years on years. So listen to the same tracks over and over again. Got to listen to some Casey Jones and, and you know, but I, I, I grew to kind of it, it, it kind of grew on me. So that's kind of my chill music as I'm driving for work. You know, I'll play I'll play some uh, Touch of Grey, Fire in the Mountain, all of that. Yeah, I love Touch of Grey. That, that may be. That may be my favorite uh, Grateful Dead song. Um, Probably their most popular. Which probably, is like which is funny because it's like like deep into their career since that's like 1980s. Exactly. Like that's that's the early, early 60s. That's when all the mainstream people started listening to Grateful Dead. And everyone's like, right. oh, sellouts, all that. Well, I remember, I, I think part of it was uh, like, that was one of the first great music videos that I remember as a kid. Because it right. had like it had like skeletons that were dressed up as the different members of the Grateful Dead, right? Playing and so like that was a that was a, a like a, a neat like a neat video when I was like ten. Oh, I can imagine. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, 
being a wrestler and being the strongest man in all the land, I'm sure you're in the gym on a pretty regular basis. Oh, absolutely. I, I assume you listen to music at the gym, but is there anything specific? You know, I gotta, you know, obviously I gotta have music that pumps me up. I can't just be listening to some Johnny Cash or, or even Grateful Dead as I'm trying to squat a lot of weight. You know, I need that motivation and I'll get that motivation from, you know, one of my favorites to listen to in the gym, it would be tech nine. He's got that freaky hardcore rap music. It just, it, it fills you with adrenaline, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what about road trips? You know, I know wrestlers travel a lot. I'm sure you're on, you know, on the road quite a bit. Um, do you have road trip playlists? Uh, that's, that ultimately depends uh, on, the, you know, I, some people debate who should be the one, you know, DJing, you know, for the, the ride. But, you know, some people say the driver should, which makes sense. You know, they got to stay awake and they got to have what, what keeps them up. But some prefer the passenger to do it because they have access to the, the iPhone, whatever. And, you know, they, it keeps the driver away from looking at their phone. It keeps their eyes right. on the road. That's a, that's up for debate. But, yeah. Uh, you fall on one side or the other? Yeah. And the music's got to really be resonating with everyone. Sure. You know, it's funny. You know, sometimes it, it, you get intimidated. Like, I used uh, every now and then I'll travel with uh, my good friend and trainer, Dominic Garini. And he has a very specific playlist he'll play. And it's like 90s alternative sad boy music you know you got like <laughs> yeah you, we get to listen to some butthole surfers or something like hey, that I, I like some i like some butthole surfers good yeah uh yeah so that that's that's good um which which side of the uh driver or passenger side do you fall on uh, for the longest time and i'd say still the majority it's me driving okay you know, my, my toyota corolla has put on some miles and that's not always because of my choice, you know, growing up, well, growing up in this wrestling business, there's been, a, it's funny, a lot of people that come to our school or just become wrestlers start off with no license, no car, and it blows my mind, and I, and I was like, I guess one of the few responsible people who decided, you know, I'd have a car and a license, so I guess I get punished for that, so <laughs> I guess I was the driver most of the time, but thankfully we got guys like Chuck Stone. You know, finally, ooh, who just got his car back from being stolen. Right. <laughs> yeah. He did get it back. That's good. Yeah. The, those Kia boys, they got to be stopped. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, this, 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 these TikToks, they got to, they're, they're ruining everything. Telling me. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side to talk about wrestling and how music works in there. All right. Oh, be right back. I'm here with Arthur MacArthur. Arthur, thank you so much again for being on the show. Uh, let's start talking about wrestling. When did you first get into watching wrestling? I guess I started during the Attitude Era when I was just a young kid. You know, 
the first the first real hero I had in this business was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. And his theme song it was you know iconic of course if we're staying on topic here. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Breaking Glass and the do 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 groove that uh that only Jim that only Jim Johnston can uh, create. Love me some Jim Johnston. Yeah. Do you have any uh Do you have any fond memories of any wrestler entrance themes? Or any um, favorites. You know, uh, now that I think about it, as, as the second time we record, <laughs> I, think, I think everyone loves Kurt Angle's theme. Sure. You know, it's hard to listen to that without the You Suck chance playing right. in your head. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I love, you know, people always, like, pl- use the Undertaker's theme as, like, uh, you know, his classic uh, funeral march. But I, I, I kind of have a soft spot for his attitude era, uh, Dark Side songs. Okay. And it's surprisingly he hasn't kept that. But I get it. Yeah, I think uh, you, you know sometimes you kind of fall into old patterns, and you know, that's just the way it, it oh, yeah. goes. Sometimes uh, he he did kind of have some, you know, there were some there were some that were better than others throughout his career. Um, you know, I I'm thinking of uh, you know, like Limp Biscuit, uh, maybe some some Kid Rock, maybe could have been better. Um, not not my personal favorites. Uh, do you have a favorite live music performance at a wrestling show? Uh, you know, it's, it's tricky for me to say that because uh, I, I'm not a big fan of live music for entrances and sure, that's sure. all, that's only because it just, it just feels off. Something is just not like when Motorhead played for Triple H at the one WrestleMania, it, mm-hmm. Lenny just did not seem like he was giving it his all. It was just, it's not the same as the studio version of uh, the game. True. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it just feels different. It, it feels awkward for them to come out to that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. There have been there have definitely been some awkward ones. I think there have been a couple of good ones. Um, I'm a big fan of Salt and Peppa uh, singing "What a Man," uh, doing "What a Man" for Lawrence Taylor at uh, WrestleMania 11. Oh, of course. I'm an old. I'm an old though, so I mean that's you know that's what I go back to and like. I, I re- the thing I really like about that is that when Bam Bam Bigelow comes out, like he like menaces them and they like play along, which was fun. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, of course. Uh, do you have thoughts on what makes for a good entrance theme for wrestling? Well, I for one, I think that good entrance theme needs to fit the person that's coming sure. out. Imagine if the Undertaker came out to some country, you know, it, it, like I'm talking the Dead Man Undertaker. Right. Although technically he did with Johnny Cash the one time, but that's yeah. Different. Yeah, now that a I little different it. though. Yeah, a little dark and brooding, but like you right. know, I need I need your music to fit you. I have a good buddy of mine who wanted to come out to some weird like grunge type rock, uh, and I'm like, brother, this doesn't fit you whatsoever. You're supposed to be a larger than life superstar, young kid. This this isn't you. And I'm glad he listened to me for once. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask who that is. Well, and all you gotta know is this future is quite bright. There you go. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's talk about the entrance themes that you have used throughout your career. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, songs that fit character, I think you're a you know, you're a pretty good example of that. Uh, back when you started wrestling, coming out of the the AIW Training Academy. Um, you know, you started, you got, you wrestled your first match in March of 2019 in UXWA, uh, sort of, a, a, at the time, a sort of sister promotion to AIW out there oh, in yeah. the Brooklyn, Ohio area. 
uh, our good friends uh, Stacy Silver and uh, Ed Cody may have had some some you know some commentary work there. Oh yeah, very happy about that. But uh, you came out for your first match, which was a, a four way match to this tune. bit jaunty uh, i think that's a you know for the for the sort of old-timey strong man i think that's a a pretty good a pretty good first theme song absolutely um, what made you was there something specific that made you pick that song i guess you know when i was looking for songs it's it's tough to find songs for old times you know because a lot of the old-timey music you know, legitimate music from that time it's very low quality it's not sure. serviceable or it's just not upbeat enough. And I thought this song was, like you said, kind of a first good one, a good first one, if you will. Yeah. And it's, it's a little iconic. It's the ice cream song. Sure. And I thought, you know, hey, it fits. Let's let's give it a go. And, I, and as I've used it over time, I just thought it was a little too mellow, not really. And as you're walking out trying to get the crowd amped, it's just, it's just that same pace of the song. And I, I don't know. It just... It, it had to go. It, it overstayed its welcome. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, and when you finally made your debut in AIW a couple months later, uh, you you had an, another four-way at Little Guido's Beer Bash. Yep. And you, uh, you debuted a, a different entrance theme there. And it was this. little can can music by Offenbach. Yes, sir. Um, you know, that's, I think that's got a little more energy to it. A little, you know, a little, it's a little bouncier. Absolutely. And yeah, that song, like I said, I was trying to find something that could give me that big first match vibe. Cause they obviously I, that wasn't my actual first match, but this was like the first one that'd be like stream, you know, from a really sure. big crowd. I needed something that would say, oh, shit, it's Arthur MacArthur I, that one time. And I think I, I used this song for quite a while, but it just, I don't know. There was something awkward about the song. It just, it had too many pauses to me. And you had, I don't know how to describe it, you know? Uh, it's it, just. It has, it has a bunch of like, it has some, some tempo changes and some, and some, uh, some different movements to it. That's the so, best yeah, way I totally, to it. I, I totally get what you're talking about. Um, so. You know, for a while, you know, you, you you're pretty well known for being a, an AIW mainstay over the last three years or so. Right. Um, but you were you were appearing other places uh, throughout the Midwest, maybe a little bit the East Coast, going south a little bit. Um, right. You were appearing places like Flophouse Wrestling, uh, Wrestling Theology Fellowship, WTF, <laughs> uh, maybe a couple times down in Southern Underground Pro. Um, and you were using a specific song in a lot of those places that you didn't necessarily use in AIW. Uh, and this song is uh, one that that I think has sort of, in a lot of those places, really came to be recognized with you. That is Rhythm for You by Eddie Cristiani. And 
Okay, that is a good. that is off of the Fallout Three soundtrack. In addition to being a song in its own right, um, right? I are you a gamer? Is the oh is, ab- absolutely? I got my PS Five downstairs. Maybe I'll play nice, some. nice. Um, yeah, I'll be some Fallout. Yeah, Fallout's great, and it's got it's definitely got a great soundtrack. Um, so finding those, you know, these kind of old style songs are, you know, that that's definitely a place to dig for them. Absolutely. Uh, and I think this is a this is a really cool song. Uh, what made you choose this one? I, I uh, so as I was saying, I was having little issues with Can Can. So I, I was like, I got to find something that really fits the vibe of a 1920s circus strongman kind of vibe. Now, obviously, like I said before, the music in those times are a little little off-putting and very low quality so i had to cheat a little and skip a couple decades but to make it still sound vintage so i found this song real heavy on the clarinet and i I thought it was at the time i was working as a as a heel a lot of places so i thought this was a very villainous song you you hear that first trumpet no you're like ah shit this fucking guy (laughs) that's kind of how it went and i thought it was the perfect vibe for that and um yeah, that that's kind of how I got into the, that song. I used it for quite a while. Yeah, some you places, did. some places still use that song. I think. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you would kind of change it up, uh, but you'd go back to Fallout to find something. Yeah. And that's a song called "Boogeyman" by Sid Phillips. That's a nice little jazzy number. I yeah, like that. Tapping my toes while that was playing. That's yeah. great. No, yeah, I think so. The last song I thought was way too uh, was way too. It, it, I, I couldn't really be a good guy anywhere with that song. I felt I thought that was too villainous and a, li- a little low energy, if you will. This one's got a little more pep in the step. Like I yeah. said, I was tapping my toes to that song just now, and I really thought that gave me that good babyface vibe that I was going for. But still keeping that old timey thing going, so that's kind of how that one kind of stuck around. I dig it. Dig that one a lot. Um, so throughout the last couple of years, you know, in AIW, you've primarily become known as a tag team wrestler. Oh, of uh, you and Chuck Stone as Bulking Season. You're the current tag team champions. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Awesome. Um, but recently, for the uh, JT Lightning Invitational Tournament for 2022. You had the opportunity to maybe, you know, take on a, a singles match or two. Mm-hmm. And you debuted a new theme song for AIW. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it is a it, it's a song that I associate with the movie Fantasia, the Disney film. I'm a Disney guy, as most of my listeners will know. Um, I, I can as I listen to it, I see the Chernabog, the, the bat, the sort of bat winged large creature and it's it's very it's a very dark song uh and it sounds like this that is night on bald mountain by modest muzorgsky uh apparently also used in the the trauma film uh the toxic avenger <laughs> was laid out by Joe Sposto on uh, on at odds with wrestling re- recently um, right here right here on the soon to be named network Let's get those network plugs in absolutely 
Uh, what made you what what brought this song to your attention? I think I, I was just also experimenting with I needed something, you know, I, I wanted to I don't want to say I'm trying to like get super serious, but I wanted to be taken more seriously sure. with a song. And I, I was experimenting. I actually debuted that song uh, at Paradigm at these UWFI tapings. And I was like, I got I to look be more serious for this thing. So let's let's give this a shot. I used it, came out to it, and I'm just like, this is this is just right. And even our, our good good ref friend Porter O'Shea is like, oh, you should probably keep that. I'm like, yeah, I agree. And I I've been using it ever since. It really has that oh boy kind of vibe to it. It it definitely it definitely sounds like stuff is about to go down. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with I'm with Porter O'Shea on that. I think. I think that's a, a a keeper for now. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you know, you never know while things might change. <laughs> so uh so you and Chuck, um, you kind of started out your careers together. Uh you started training right around the same time, right? Oh uh, yeah, like a month apart or so. All right. So um you were in the you were in a bunch of those four ways together. Um and eventually you would become the tag team known as bulking season. Yes, and when you were looking for a, a theme for the two of you to use together, it seems like you came up with something that was a blend of old and new. So oh, yeah. you used uh, this song, this sort of instrumental symphonic metal version of <laughs> Offenbach's Can Can music oh, by yeah. an artist uh, called Falcone. Oh, yeah. Good old Falcone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Like, yeah, as you said, we were trying to find a mix mix between us because I, I didn't want our tag team theme to be my theme. I didn't want it to be his theme. I wanted sure. to, I guess at the time in my infancy in wrestling, I'm like, let's do what WWE does and kind of do like a mix up of the oddball tag teams and, and just mix the song. So I looked up Can Can Remix, hoping for something to, you know, stick on the wall. And lo and behold, I find this, this young artist, Falcone, and and his symphonic metal covers. And that's what we ended up using. And it stuck around for just a little bit. Sure. Sure. Uh, it's interesting that, cause I remember when, uh, when Chuck first started, like he was using fat by weird Al. He was, he wasn't as serious then as he is now. Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, I think that's, you know, that's kind of how he wanted to go. And I think he, over time he realized maybe funny doesn't make money as much as you maybe. think. Maybe. Uh, so after that, you uh, you went with another Falcone song, uh, this oh, one yeah. called Beethoven Virus, which is like a, another like symphonic metal cover uh, using some some Beethoven themes in there. Yeah, uh, that was that was our AIW theme for a while too. Right. I think that intro is a real big uh, is a little more serious. Like I was trying to find a different song right before AIW returned from COVID, and I thought, hey, I, I think I just randomly stumbled upon it, and I thought. It worked, so I kept it, and I, I'd like to think it was a good, had a good run. Uh, unfortunately, our good composer of these two tracks, Falcone, copyright striked one of my videos that had oh. his songs on it, and I've been real bitter about him ever since. And it's, I, I don't know if he did it directly, but I assume he did, and I'm just like, dude, I was not making money off your song. I, you know, I was showing appreciation. I'm sorry you feel this way, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's never good. Uh, so at the beginning of this year, uh, 2022, you and Chuck appeared for uh, at, at a ruthless professional wrestling show. 
<laughs> where where you good. came out to a song that was very kind of of the moment. Uh, it was it had been associated <laughs> with a, a popular television show at the time. Uh, it is "Do You Want to Taste It" by Wigwam. Do you And that um that that was of course the the theme song to the Peacemaker television show starring John Cena. Oh yeah. Um, that like I said that is that was very of the moment. Uh, and I I do I did recognize that as you and Chuck came out, you were maybe trying your hand at some of those dance moves from the uh, <laughs> the opening of that show. Man, yeah, this was just a like you said a in the moment thing we thought do you want to taste it might fit the vibe of bulking season we were having fun with it you know that's what this is supposed to be at the end of the day sure. uh i was like why not let's try it at this old rpw tag team tournament let's let's see what it's about and we got a few laughs out of the gif and that's all we really needed we experimented it with experimented with it one time at black label pro during one of their pre-show segments and we thought it was working well, but, you know, we came to the realization that, like, it's just not – the song has too much of an affiliation with the Peacemaker, and eventually the song would die out. Yeah. So it's just it, – we had to get rid of it, sadly. Yeah. How many – did you use it very often? Were, were there more than just, like, the couple of times? I think it was just those couple of times. Okay. All right. Uh, and then recently, um, at Absolution this year, Absolution 15 – you and Chuck debuted a new song, uh, yeah. something that maybe harkens back to maybe your younger years, uh, maybe some older wrestling. Uh, you started coming out to Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, the naked chick in the background. And so, uh, you know, you guys came out in the uh, the pads. Oh yeah, the little Road Warriors tribute. That's that's right. The the, yeah. the face paint. Yeah, that was a good time. Absolutely. And so, yeah, we used that song because obviously, like you said, we, we want to do the Road Warriors tribute. And obviously, we didn't want to use the Legion of Doom WWE theme because that's just too much at that point. Sure. And we so I looked, you know, looking at their other themes and. I stuck with this one where they use in Japan, where they came out to Iron Man, the instrumental. And I figured, you know, let's do this. Let's send it. Let's set apart, though, and keep Ozzy's vocals in here. You know, got to give a shout out to the, you know, got to give a shout out to him. Right. So, yeah, and it's stuck. And we thought, oh, okay, this is just a one-time tribute thing. And then I, I sat there. I'm like, you know what? Let's make this song our own. Even though it's a very iconic and classic song, it's it could be ours. Sure. Everyone thinks it's a it's a very mainstream song, but you know what? I don't see anyone using it other than the Road Warriors back in the day. So, fuck, why not? <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely, I like it. I think it's I think it's a good theme for you guys. Yep, it's I a think new as era. you, you know, and I think especially you know it's a, it's a song befitting tag team champions. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that either. So hey, there you go. There you go. I like to I like I like to hear that. So uh, yeah, so. I think that's all we've got as far as your theme songs. I do have one last question. Uh, it's course. what I called the Tony Khan proposition. Of and course. that is, 
if money and rights were no object, you know, we've seen Tony Khan, uh, you know, spring for, you know, Jane for Orange Cassidy, um, you know, and some other songs for, you know, for his his wrestlers. Uh, right. What would be your dream entrance song if you have one? Man, so it's we it's funny because like you said, like like Tony Khan spending his money for stuff on TV. Uh, on the indies, it doesn't matter. Like there's That's no true. rights, there's no anything like that. Like I could. I could pick any song I wanted to right now, and they will play it. Like, I've never had a music guy come up and be like, oh, I don't have the rights to that song, Buster. Right. But, you know, it's like if I were to get on TV, I definitely would have – I would love to use the themes I'm using now, honestly. Like, Night on Bald Mountain, I'd love to keep that for – probably a little <sighs> edit down for TV, but – and I think that actually, I think that would actually be doable because I think that's probably public domain. You know, it, I, it might. So, it, I hope it is because I would definitely love to use that in, in videos and not get flagged. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, and yes, it would it, it it would be difficult for me to to picture uh, good old Ronald Two Legs uh, coming to you and saying, "Hey, man, I ain't got I ain't got the rights to this song." So he knows better than to do that. <laughs> shout shout out to Pat. We, we love we like so pod, we love Pod Van Dam here. So. Even though he, even though they wanted me to be the Joker, but that's a whole. Well, story. I mean, yes, that's that's a thing, and uh, you know, we know the the voicemail stuff that goes on. And... Uh, maybe Drew Smith will call him one of these days. We'll see. <laughs> go. There we go. All right, uh, Arthur. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you putting up with my technical ineptness. No, it's cool, uh, man. I, I appreciate it. Why don't you tell my audience uh, where they can find you on the internet and where they might might see you wrestle? <sighs> well, uh, if you want to follow me on any social media, you can follow me uh, on Twitter, Strong MacArthur. Strong MacArthur, because Arthur MacArthur was taken. So why don't you tweet that guy and tell him to give up his handle and give it to me. <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram, Arthur2 underscores MacArthur. Uh, obviously, uh, if you want to watch me or you want to watch Balking Season Wrestle, you can find us on IWTV. You got plenty of hours to stream down there. We may have some matches on YouTube if you feel like looking into the early, early days, you know. Or heck, you can even go on High Spots, apparently. That's right. Apparently, That's right. I have a match or two on there from WTF. Uh, five, I believe. Five. Wow. I, I didn't realize I went that much. I had. The only match I'd probably want to watch from there would be me and Sam Beal. Okay. That's one. That was yeah. that was actually the I think that was the one that I watched all the way through. Really? So, okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Also, I will point out that if you're searching on uh, independentwrestling.tv, just search MacArthur. I think there are four different spellings of your first name on there. That's so you don't understand. There's been so many miss Aruther, Arthur. It's unbelievable. <laughs> or you look up some people will do Mac Arthur M A C. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, that's I did I did find that as well. Yeah, trying it's, to trying to search. I was like I was like, why is there like a big gap here between like the the first A I W show and like the I W A tryout show? Oh, when I searched yeah. for Arthur MacArthur. And then I was like, let me let me let me simplify this and just search for MacArthur. And then like nine other shows popped up. But I was like, okay, there's an issue here. So yeah. uh, Jerry, get on that. Uh, come on, Jerry. <laughs> I I have no pull with Jerry. So 
But people that listen to this show do have pull with Jerry, so maybe they'll say something. Yeah, um, yeah. Stand up for Arthur, hashtag. That's right. Hashtag stand up for Arthur. Arthur, thank you so much for being on the show. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate being here. Everybody, we will talk to you next time. I'm David Kincannon. This is Hit My Music. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including Add Outs with Wrestling, We Need Wrestling, Longbox Heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.